Can I just point out though that I knew something was up when I responded. You guys both said the exact same thing to me and said, "Oh, I'd totally do the trade because then you'd have Kyler and Hopkins and you'd have the stack." Okay, something's up here. Right, that was pretty funny. I didn't think he was going to quote me verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely did. It was brilliant. It's game time. So to me, that would be a good way to open it up. Yes. You know, so yeah, there's definite appeal there. Oh, no, we just lost our under 20 demographic. It was a fizzer. So where do young people go when they're not uh, catching passes at the Steelers, Tay? Someone like the Jets will probably throw a massive coin at him to try and send his career into a tailspin. Hot diggity dog. I'm an optimist. I, I like having lots of options. Because, I mean, we see this all the time. We see three for twos. We see two for ones. Honestly, mate, that'd be enough to make me play well. This is a game my wife and I play at home, and you're like, whoa! <laughs> this is the Astro League. It sounds so weird in, like, an Australian accent. The Astro League. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> the Astro League podcast. I think my sheriff's decision is I, I just wouldn't do it during the season. G'day, g'day, and welcome to the Astro's Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Maddie C. I am your gracious host of the show. I'm also commissioner of this, the Astro League, the 16-team fantasy football that brings us Aussies all together. It's going to be a big show. It's going to be a pretty wild show, so I won't hang around here and filibuster for too long, but what I do want to say really quickly is the usual things that you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Astro League Podcast. You can also find us through Twitter, Astro League Pod. Do not forget to send through any mail that you've got there, any questions or any advice you want to give or just any general comments and swipes you might want to take at us. And you can also do that through our email address as well, Podcast at gmail.com. There has been a trade in the league and also a big injury update. We've seen that David Montgomery is going to be ruled out four to five weeks with his knee sprain. So that's bad news for TC. We are still pending on what to do with Joe Mixon there. He's very nice set of running backs looking a little less so this week. With that, that is going to change a little bit about what happened in the prediction show because it does impact how that division gets predicted for this week's forecasting. At this point, we're just going to roll with what's in there, but there will be a correction later on. The other piece of news then, too, is that there has been a trade in the league where Darrell Williams, who was on Taylor's side, he's the second running back at the Kansas City Chiefs, has been traded to the Canberra Crusaders, Taylor, and the biggest strokes in return, getting uh, Damian Harris back. And now... He hasn't scored particularly well in the last couple of weeks. He's had some really tough defenses between the Saints and also having seen the Buccaneers front. So it'll be interesting to see how he comes all the way back. Tim, seeing as an opportunity to hopefully get somebody who can start putting up points straight away. Taylor looking at it as maybe a bit of a longer-term bet. So we'll see how that trade works out. But that has definitely caused a bit of chit-chat in the thread, in the group thread, and it's also uh, led to, I think this is actually going to happen, I think, I think Timmy Tim is going to have a head injury assessment and have to submit to a drug test after accepting that trade. So <laughs> we'll see how that all goes. I'll keep you updated. In the meantime, it's my favourite time of the week. Let's soak up the Taylor Talk drop. I'm just going to lean straight into it. And welcome back, big guy Taylor. Man, welcome back to the show. I can't believe it's been a week. I know. I can't believe it's been a week that I could, you know, since I've been able to talk about my fantastic uh, four and over niggas jokes, mate. It's it's just killing me. I'm just bursting at the seams to talk about it. Except, uh, how about that dirtbag Kenny selling me a lemon last week? Travis Kelsey, four uh, points. 
Anyone want a cheap tight end? What a joke. <laughs> Who the hell is that guy? I've never heard of her. <laughs> oh. Gave me absolute bubkiss. Mate, I'm so glad your team performed so terribly last week and only put up 161. Thanks for that. Mate, it's tough. It was tough to come on the podcast (laughs) after such a terrible performance like that, mate. But I'll I'll push through for the people. I love that you've got billionaire problems in a world where everyone else has just got millionaire problems. It's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I just, my tight end's killing me. And Kenny's sitting over there laughing because he knows he sold me 11. Absolutely, mate. I've got to just quickly reach out to poor old Pete. He was so proud of himself all weekend because he had 160 points up, and then you just came and snuck like you just dragged the. It's almost like the tablecloth out from underneath the dinner setting, and and stole the highest score of the week off him after he had that 160. And he had his feathers out, man, and, and good for him. But yeah, way to piss on his parade, man. <laughs> yeah, I was going to give him a shout out a little later. I still will. And it was one of those things that when you saw his score, uh, I knew I had a half decent score, but I just didn't even think it was a chance. I just sort of given up that I wasn't yeah. going to get it. And then when I saw Eckler uh, score that second touchdown, I had a look and saw I was only a few points behind and thought, holy crap here, I might actually shag this off Pete. And I think that's when I sent him the uh, message in the messenger group. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then Eckler, then, I think he pulled out a 25-yard run, then just a few other bits and pieces, and then he got me there just. So it was a interesting battle within all the matchups there to see who got the, uh, got the super. And uh, I was lucky enough it was me again. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, you hadn't picked Pete anyway. So, um, yeah, it's fine. No, it was nothing nothing <laughs> for me, and we'll get to that. And for some it can only reason, be I Pete when you've picked him. <laughs> no, I decided to change up who I was good at at Super and Goober this week, so uh, we'll get to that later. Oh, that'll be great, because that's coming up. And then I've also got a couple of listener mails, which I'm really looking forward to. This, it's, I don't think there's a part of the show I don't love, but, man, I'm getting into this listener mail part. I do too, mate. It's it's honestly probably my favourite segment just because I never know really what's coming. Uh, no, I never tell you. It's always it's always really cool, different questions each time. So yeah, I really look forward to it. Oh, mate, I reckon we should kick off these matchups. I'm going to drop in the drop now, and then uh, you've got South versus the East. So uh, just let me throw that drop in, and uh, you can take it, hot man. Go for it. I'm going to go through what the playoffs would look like if they started today. And let's preview week 13. I reckon that will come out good. But this year, I just kind of feel like it's different, don't you? You look at this year, how tight it is. Reviewing all of this week's matchups. Exactly. And how exciting would that be? Well, it'd certainly give people something to think about. And that's a wrap. No worries, mate. So let's take a look. So I'll start with... um, I'm just going to say Adam's football team. Uh, I refuse to acknowledge Queensland uh, against the Canberra Crusaders. So Mahomes versus Tannehill will leave Adam feeling like he sat his ass on a burning grill. Eileen Adam at running back with Saquon leading the way, but Edmonds and Harris should be more than okay. <laughs> right receiver is another close one with Brown and Diggs against Thielen and Lamb. Either way, no one will require a rectal exam. I lean Adam here, though I think Diggs could go big against Kansas City. <laughs> He's stuck at him. Can I just quickly throw into it? was nice to see Diggs kind of back last week, even though it does yeah. benefit Adam's team. It was just kind of it was weird seeing Diggs not happen a couple of nice weeks. It was one of those things where you just knew it was coming eventually, and I think there's actually even better days ahead for him. There's actually someone in another team that I think feel the same about too and um, I might even just mention it when I bring him up so 
Kittle needs to stop being so shittle and take down Fant <laughs> so he has less poo in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> William versus Pat William Williams versus Patrick at flex, and as I expect, Williams will thrive for Patrick to take a dive. <laughs> Adam. Adam is easily the luckiest person in the league. The dude puts up yeah. shithouse weeks every week and still finds a way to win because <laughs> the team he plays always seems to turn into a carcass. He has 369 points against him. Only three other teams even have under 400 against them. I think Adam falls behind in the QB matchup, but he slowly brings it back in the other position and reluctantly I take him by two points. Ooh, this one a nice will be 85 to 83 game, just something like that. <laughs> Probably. He, he ta- it's obviously going to be close. I'll be honest too. I actually think I'm picking him because I know he enjoys it when I don't pick him. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <fair laughs> and, oh, Adam, by the, Adam, by the way, how's your preseason call about me not being a threat going? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He's called not a threat in the chat for those who are playing at home. Taylor doesn't go by Taylor in our league chat. He goes by not a threat, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. <laughs> I leaned into his uh, his comment, and uh, so far it's working for me. <laughs> yeah, well, what's the downside? What's the downside? All right, we'll move on to the Gnomes versus the one and three Kings. Oh, these guys. I've heard of them. <laughs> these guys. Never heard of them. So... Prescott versus Burrow will cause you nothing but sorrow as Dak will whack your sack until it turns black. <laughs> oh, that's a tough visual right there. <laughs> that is, all of a sudden, I just clenched a little bit as I was listening to that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think Jones and Patterson outscore Fournette and Hilaire, leaving you, Maddie C, feeling nothing but despair. Oh, I only just brought in Hilaire. He's meant to make me better. Hmm. Oh, Cop that. Now, again, receivers, I lean towards you. The, the guys for Jerry are far from poo. Knox and Schultz are both overachieving, but you can't fault that they are doing such great receiving. Oh. The things at this position can be awfully deceiving. Let's hope that you won't be grieving and leave this matchup both feeling relieved. <laughs> I don't know if I like rhyming or near rhymes the most. I just can't even tell <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's all great. We all know it. Uh, Boyd versus Jones could be an interesting play. If Julio plays, Maddie C, you'll be feeling plenty of dismay. I've got gnomes by 11. By 11? Wow. Man, I've had to take a good hard look at myself in the mirror this year and realize that my team is just not what I want it to be, no matter who I trade with, no matter what I do. And uh, all I can do is trot out my best lineup out there and, uh, and get waxed by everybody. And I, I think I'm going to make the announcement uh, a bit more official at a later date, but I'm starting to wonder if the King's moniker needs to go. I just uh, We're going to have a board meeting and maybe a refresh is what the franchise needs. Do you want to bring up your trade? Because I don't know if it's actually been talked about on the pod, is it? Oh, no, we'll do it after the Good Super. We'll do it before the listener mail. Maybe that's the week. Yeah, so easy. Yeah. Uh, now, Julio. Julio versus the man that I put in a body bag last week, or in this instance, I put a uh, pit bull in a shelter. Cousins and Rogers should be great this week. I'll lean towards A-Rod, but Cousins' prospects are anything but bleak. Unfortunately for Jackal, I see an easy win for Jolio at running back. Najee and Moss will smoke Pollard and Gordon and leave them like they've had Shaq enter their crack. I think the receiver battle will be a lot closer 
But with Cup there, I say to Jackal's guys, no, sir. Thomas is questionable and is a dickhole. So let's go with Conk, but this feels like an absolute turd bowl. Green versus Anderson will be bland. Yes, yeah, son. <laughs> Overall, I have to say it's going to be Joel making Pitbull his prey. Mate, uh, it's been a bit of a fall from grace for Pitbull. And uh, I just need to mention to uh, Logan Thomas, the dickhole, looking far from third to play as well. So go- goodness knows what's going to happen in that. But boy, have you? I know we've already gone four rounds of Pitbull and there's 14 in the season. I'm not expecting you to bring a Pitbull song every week. Um, are you look, Are you enjoying a break from Pitbull? No, I decided to leave it for a week. I yeah. almost felt like I didn't deserve to talk, uh, sing it after what I did last week and, you know, you know picking <laughs> Jackal, which I was very reluctant to do uh, as, the, as the goober. And I didn't feel like because of that I deserved to sing the beautiful pipes of Pitbull himself. So, uh, Mr. Worldwide, Mr. 305. So, I decided to leave it for a week. Let him rest, and uh, I'm sure I'll be back uh, singing some beautiful people later on or, you know, in a later podcast. In a later podcast, mate. I, I'm also all right with that. I mean, it, it's been a full month, and so far my pitbull education is going well. Uh, but, gee, if you got me to just recite the names of any of those songs you've sung me so far, I don't know that I'd be able to. But I'll tell you what happened all weekend. I was singing that Hotel Motel Holiday Inn thing that you <laughs> that just little, that little bit you sang it just kept on going over and over in my head because I felt like that kid from Mean Girls at the end of the movie where it's like I love this song oh me too and then the, the bird who's been growing up in Africa is like I actually know this song and that was kind of the moment I had with you last week <laughs> yeah. uh, I know one yes I've heard this moment. <laughs> now this last one I'm just going to say to the viewers to the podcast world could go absolutely pear-shaped this could be the dumbest thing, like the thing that just completely turns you off this podcast. Could go completely wrong, Ooh. but uh, I'm going to try something different here. <laughs> cover your anus. Cover your, everyone, cover your anus. <laughs> Little lady music for you. Ooh. Steven's palms are sweaty. His team's weak. Arms are heavy. The shit in his undies already. Matt Ryan's spaghetti. He's nervous. And on the surface, he's anything but steady and dropping turds. And they keep on missing. And he broke down. The whole league goes so loud. He opens his mouth, but nothing but shit comes out. He's choking how? The whole league's joking now. His points run out. Match up. Over. Plow. Snap back to reality. Oh, he just blamed his son. Oh, there goes Steven. He choked. He's so mad, but he will give up that easy yet. Vinegar strokes by 34. <laughs> and to maintain the sanctity of that, I muted myself, but I've been giggling uproariously the whole time. <laughs> Sorry, did, did anything just happen? I feel like I just passed out. <laughs> that was amazing. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, to say that I tried something different is probably an understatement. I was, I was definitely, uh, was it last week when you brought up uh, Lose Yourself or some reference with Eminem, uh, one oh, of the yeah. other pods, and it just gave me that uh, that little bit of a spark <laughs> that I needed? Mate, I uh, brought out the Hold Your Nose Because Here Goes Cold Water about yeah, that Robert was Woods. Um, yeah, that's the one. I've been thinking about that with Robert Woods when I saw him uh, play well this week. I'm like, ha, ah, how about that? So this that's amazing, Dave. That's amazing. <laughs> so 
I've got, I've got, I'll just talk to you about why I came to that prediction. I do actually have a, a proper sort of analysis on the matchup, but it'll be I don't quick. mind if you don't. It's okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it'll be complete. It'll be so much worse than that beautiful uh, rap I just did. But so Kyler versus Jackson. Kyler smacks that ass, son. Henry, Henry and Eckler versus Carson and Sanders is like Mike Tyson fighting Ned Flanders. <laughs> Moore and Metcalf versus Evans and Chase is going to create even more space in Stephen's butthole. <laughs> Kelsey versus Cook will leave Stephen crook as fuck. <laughs> Gibson and Robinson at flex will leave Stephen feeling like he had sex with a T-Rex. <laughs> That's my analysis. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, but I woke up this morning. I was not expecting somebody in my league to feel like that they would have had sex with a T-Rex. So no, I'm that. sure there's a lot of things in this podcast that you didn't expect or anyone no. was. So I like to bring the unexpected. This is amazing. I often wonder, like, you know, if you and I were breakfast radio, just how many people would get through their breakfast? I just kind of I don't know. Yeah, there'd be a lot of brown uh, milk, you know. Yeah, it'd, look like, it'd look brown. <laughs> Wow, and I mean, you're coming off a hot week. You were three out of four last week. Uh, man, I don't even care if you get any right this week. I- I'm just so impressed with you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I thought I'd bring some fire. It could have it gone, uh, I'll, I'll wait to see how it sounds in the podcast because I felt like I didn't really breathe as I did the whole thing and, like I said, probably went purple and, and uh, passed out. So it would be good to actually hear it back <laughs> to see if any words actually came out of my mouth. Well, and, and, you know, I've been preparing for this since Monday, which is, you know, as games are happening um, over here for week four, I was already sort of looking at week five being like, man, I need to bring something because uh, you and I have sort of been alternating to bringing something each week and it's never discussed. And it still wasn't discussed with spring and what this week, but I just kind of, I felt like it's, it, I really need to have a bit of a crack. And so I've, I've done something a little different as well. Uh, some of it not so different. I was sitting there with my 11 year old uh, rhyming with some of these. So that, that will come through. Uh, but I've got the yeah. North versus the West. So I don't have any skin in the game for these in terms of my team or uh, any of my direct rivals in my division this year. But after a hot start, TC dropped uh, another game on the weekend. So he's two and two. He's up against Marky Mark, who um, got into the winner's column. He is one and three. And all of a sudden, just vaults up to 10th in the standings because his team has been scoring so well. And Congrats, Mark. Sorry, I just jumped in there. Congrats, mate. Yeah, I've been saying on this podcast for a while, he shouldn't be the record he is. So well done. Been the Especially after the unlucky. Unlucky of CMC and unlucky in terms of who he's played and just points against and stuff like that. He's the anti-added, basically. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say the same thing. And I think, you know, that's all that Marky Mark's team needed was uh, not having Chubba Hubbard, but also not having CMC. And all of a sudden, look at that, the wins are coming. So imagine that. So you just don't have the number one really? makes life better. That's it. All that's right. Baker <laughs> Mayfield versus Donald Duck. Someone started, TC's going to need some luck. If TC starts Montgomery and Joe Mixon, I'm going to get Jeff Probst to say, with all the fixings. I don't expect much from Javante Williams, but Nick Chubb at the Chargers gives me bad butterfly feelings. Mike Williams lead the Chargers in touchdown catches and Brandon Cooks has been good in all the matches, while Marky Mark starts McLaurin and Jalen Waddle. Man, he's going to need them to score at full throttle. A tight end goose sicky is about to get hot 
trademark pending. And at Flex, I don't know how TC can ever be stopped. He starts a Mari Cooper this week. And if you haven't had a peek, Mark's Flex is a guy I don't know from Adam. So the scoring there becomes a yawning chasm. I knew a guy who used to pronounce the word chasm, and it has taken me a lot to walk past saying chasm there. So I just hope you appreciate that. <laughs> Break out the vinyl. Play Staying Alive, because TC could win this by as much as 45. Uh, I'm giving it to Squazmungus. He's going three and two this week. And poor Marky Mark, he's going to put up a nice score, but he's, he's dropping a one and four. I'm so sorry, Mark. Well, um, again, you and I are going to completely disagree because uh, one of those guys comes up in a later segment for me. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Love some foreshadowing. Love some foreshadowing. Stay tuned after this ad break. We don't have ads. For more more lose yourself, perhaps. (laughs) There's there's something coming. My last matchup has got something real special too. Uh, I've got Ryan's Cornhuskers 3-1 versus 3-1 JJE, which is formerly the highest scoring team in the league, Pete, for 35 minutes or however long he had the highest score. (laughs) Yep. a quarterback, please don't accuse me of being shady when I give Pete the nod with Stafford over Brady. Ryan's backs are still Dalvin and Swift, and that will give him a huge scoring lift. Connor and Gaskin aren't inspiring me much, like that old Veronica song, Untouched. Anyone from not from Australia is going to miss that completely. So I urge you to not Google it because it will take years off your life. I'm so sorry. Pete's wide receivers, Robert Woods and Tyreek, are far better than Ryan's, who look like antiques. Yeah, you like them? Antiques? Mark oh, Andrews and Pitts at the fight of tight ends. A touchdown for either would be a freaking godsend. When you flex, you could do worse than Debo and J-Roll. Far more than most of us who start anything in the Bob. These teams are both 3-1 and one in a playoff preview, but like Bruce Willis from Sixth Sense, this is all hard to see through. I'll give Ryan the win, and that's a statistical view. He scored more this year than pretty much everyone but you. Okay? Thank you. Thanks. Ryan's uh, the man. Good stuff, mate. Um, I uh, I won't I won't delve too much into it. I it's hard to pick against Ryan, honestly. I I really like I I did everything but pee at him against him last week. It was <laughs> I, I knew it was an exact like a really really close call. And the, the the annoying thing was he had Delvin if you could use it in air quotes, but he really didn't. So it mm. felt like just from that bit of a swing, it definitely went Adam's way anyway. Um, but he has a fantastic side top to bottom, like I've always mentioned. And I don't think he's going to get that kind of game from Brady again. I actually think Brady and the Bucks are going to do a fucking number on the Dolphins. Sorry, Mark. But I can see that game being an absolute bloodbath. I think the Dolphins are seriously going to start giving up soon. I just thought that game against the Colts at home was sort of they're like... Their, um, their kitchen sink game where they basically needed to throw the kitchen sink to try and win that and turn the season around and they just laid an egg. Um, yeah. I know I can't really talk about teams after my team just lost to the Jets, the but I would at Jets. least like to think that it had something to do with the fact that we didn't have either of our main wide receivers. So, look, I I, I think Brady's going to be massive. I think he's going to get a better cook and I, I, I can see Ryan sort of pulling away at that one as well. I mean, look, to be honest, I wasn't even looking for your analysis as much. I was just hoping for a round of applause for my poetry. So uh, moving on. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Oh, I uh, decided to go that, that route, but it was just beautiful, mate. I was <laughs> nearly Thank you. I wasn't fishing for that at so all. Mate. So I'm <laughs> so unexpected. <laughs> I've rattled this whole podcast with what I brought. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, it's 100% the case. <laughs> 
All right, got Camden Playmaker. He's one and three versus Seahorses. Somehow one and three. Uh, all the can't space pirates. It's showtime between two fine quarterbacks, and like A A Rod says, R E L A X. These teams are both sitting at one and three. So grab a lighter and sway while I fire up flame trees. That's right, another Australian song reference. Sorry, America. <laughs> Hertz versus Wilson is going to be jazz, man. More entertaining than the last series of Roseanne. Did you ever watch Roseanne? Oh. Don't. Oh, I'll God, it it's, it's got a bad rate. It doesn't have a lot of rewatchability now after everything that's happened to Roseanne. <laughs> well, and yeah, there's some very, very of their time opinions in that show as well. So uh, that yeah. last series too was horrendous. We'll just slowly move away from that subject. <laughs> Back it up. <laughs> All right, so this quarterback battle, it's going to be Jazz, man. Uh, far more interesting than the last series of Roseanne. Okay, <clears throat> I'll give it to Ken, who has sick new headphones. But RB at Seahawks, he's starting some unknowns. Ty Johnson and Gainwell should both fill a bench, or Ken has more options than an adjustable wrench. I'll give Seahorse a gong at wide receiver because Djax and Kirk can flash like you get boogie fever. They're matched up against Hollywood and Marvin Jones. They might both take it to Seahorse's skull and crossbones. That's a reference to his logo. I'm sorry, this is a uh, an audio format, <laughs> and I've just made a joke about something you can only see. <laughs> so, sorry, guys. Tight end puts Hooper versus Big Darren Waller, which, and we all know which is the superior footballer. When I wrote this, the flexes were anyone's guess. Like the news is coming on the Pony Express. So I'll reserve that judgment for some time in the future, but I'll guess it's Higby versus Pascal, and neither are Mooches. To win, I pick Ken in emphatic style. In honesty, he runs clear by a big country mile in a style that could make a low-profile girl smile. Now throw a chick back like a blue plea trial. PD. <laughs> Mark drop. Uh, yeah, just again there. Look, Give me a gold like chain. Said- no analysis needed, just fantastic rhyme work. We're just brilliant podcasters, mate. That's all I could say. There we go. And I feel like I'm 3-0 and at the moment. I've got TC, I've got uh, the podcasters, and I've got, uh, I've got Ken. I feel like 3-0. and I feel pretty pretty solid here. All right, here's the moment that's stressing me out. I've been stressing about this all day because <laughs> um, we didn't talk about this, but I have also set a matchup to a bit of Eminem rap. Which is <laughs> well, I can I can say that neither of us knew that we were doing Eminem either. That's a complete. We held it back from each other, so it actually would have been even yeah. funnier if you happened to be doing "Lose Yourself." <laughs> yeah, so I'm doing "Lose Yourself." No, <laughs> uh, that would have been even funnier, but it's still funny. <laughs> All right, get ready for this one. <clears throat> Just setting the tone. There won't be music behind this when I get going. <clears throat> All right. Just let this roll in. Just going to drop it in the background now. Y'all act like you've never seen second versus 13th before. Jaws all on the floor. Herbert versus Allen will score and drop titties as soon as they walk in the door. Kamara and the sermon will snore. Oh, wait, you're kidding. Jizzpot start Elliot and Taylor. Really? And Mr. Tay said... Nothing, you idiots. It's not his segment. Who gives a fuck what he says? At receiver, it's BJ's. I would put first. Jefferson and Lockett, they're set to burst. But honestly, guys love going to Devonta Smith. Chicka, chicka, they're so freaking young with targets that will make your mum come. Scoring points like I score with your mum. 
Yeah, I probably got a couple of screws up in my head loose, but no worse than these guys making my end loose. Nobody should have to start gutter Ingram if they choose, but they can. But it's cool in a 16-team league, you can be excused. But who's in the flex? But who's in the flex? Two guys named Henry, but one is cashing checks. And the message I'll deliver is I'm taking Henry Ruggs. He's going to ask a Hunter Henry because Mac Jones straight sucks. Of course, you'll want a result picked by the time I hit the end of this. You got the website projections all ticked. And if you feel like I feel, I got the antidote. Women wave your pantyhose. Brenda wins by 20 points. I've picked bourbon. Yes, the Brendan Ducks bourbon. All your jizz pots, you can start your complaining. So won't the Brendan Ducks bourbon go to four and one, four and one, four and one. That was hard work. <laughs> that was actually pretty awesome. I'll give you that. <laughs> oh, I feel exhausted. I don't know, like, because you were going full on rap. It does, it's really hard to keep it in, so, in so, any kind of tune. But, like, yeah. you still had, like, the bits that, uh, like, the different sort of melodies in it and stuff it was actually awesome, man. That was sick. <laughs> I was trying. I'm going to listen to that back because I haven't really practiced it. And I definitely didn't yeah. practice it with those little character bits. And I'm going to hear this back later. And I'm just going to be so embarrassed if I said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are we all, mate? It's just, it's so funny that we both did something pretty much exactly the same. We don't <laughs> we didn't even know either at all. We just don't even discuss it. We're just like, all right, here's the divisions. Let's run off. We'll come back. And here's the time we get a report. And that's, that's the depth of the production right there. <laughs> You kept yours going way longer than mine too. I thought about it, and I actually thought about putting some other matchups in it. But I went, you know, what, stuff it. I'll just make my matchup against Stephen special, and, and just start the start to lose yourself with it. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, that made it far harder than it had to be, and I really should have taken your approach. Yeah, I, like, I don't know if I could keep this going for longer than like fifteen seconds. Wow. Okay, so at the bottom of all that, with my bad accent, and we're trying to keep up with the rhythm and the melody of that, trying to go pitch changes and shit. I'm taking Brendan, and I'm taking him because his wide receivers are dope, and and I actually kind of like um, his like his tight ends are, are horrible, but I think he's got his flex all wrapped up too because I really do like Henry Ruggs, and I did rhyme Ruggs with Mac Jones straight sucks, so that was in there. Perfect, mate. Perfect poetry. <laughs> hey, um, this is completely off the topic though, but Matt Jones, so he actually drives their team for two touchdowns on the weekend and the Patriots managed like 15 field goals and win that game. Is, is he actually better than I think? Is, is Matt Jones and Belichick better than I think or were the Bucks just off? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> to, to, put it, to put it bluntly, and the offense is just never going to be, uh, you know, high echelon offense. They were always going to play better than they are in that game. Uh, like people saying the Buccaneers were going to blow them out. I never believed that. No. I, If I had a, a pretty decent other quarterback uh, in the league, I actually would have considered uh, not playing Brady. Uh, I, I yeah. even said in the um, Ryan matchup that um, I didn't actually think Brady was going to have a very good game um, for, for his standards anyway. So I just think they got a wet, wettish sort of game at Foxborough against a team that was preparing for them almost like it was their Super Bowl this year. And uh, Belichick just threw a diff- few different things. There were some drops, just ridiculous Wasn't drops it? by the Buccaneers too. Um, AB, just, just to bring up one. 
Um, so I I don't think it really mattered. It's just going to be one of those throwaway games. Like I said, I think the Bucks go out and just torch Miami this week, uh, and I just think the Patriots go back to just playing games that are below twenty, like they did in that game. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I almost feel like it's not going to matter so much who they're playing. It's just always going to be a bit of a you know a Grogan fest. So look, I thought Mac himself actually looks pretty good. I, I think he is the guy of the future. I just don't think it's going to come to fruition for at least a couple of years. Uh, I just think um, it was it was some weird buys on their offense. I just don't think they, they almost bought up guys uh, like tight ends and stuff that are almost better at blocking than they are in that yeah. offense. They almost use for blocking and, and instead of actually catching passes, even though Hunter Henry got one. Uh, so it, it's a real weird concept they've got there. Um, but look, they, they'll win a fair few games just because, you know, the defense is still great. Um, but yeah, yeah. look, I, I wouldn't be going out thinking Mac Jones and Belichick are awesome just because they almost beat the Bucks. Cool, cool. Okay, I'm not losing my mind. Uh, let, let's use that as the way to wrap up our preview segment. <laughs> Thank you Sounds for good, mate. indulging me on that. Brilliant content. <laughs> um, but mate, um, it's time to throw in the Goober and Super. The, the, the crowd could not live without us. Yeah, Stubbly versus Dudley or Goober versus Super. Goober versus Super. We'll work it out in the next week or so. We'll get a drop for you. Free the pit ball out that everyone looks forward to. Makes my heart hurt. <laughs> I know you want me. You know I want you. Mate, you got a bit to recap from last week. How did it all go? So... I decided to do a complete Jackie Chan flip this week. And for anyone who knows how much I weigh, that's no mean feat. All season and much of last season uh, when we started this concept, I've been far better at picking who goes well than who doesn't. Well, well, well. This week, I finally nailed a Goober of the Week by reluctantly picking Jackal, who went on to score 61.42. This was also a 3-0 team, so I was definitely out on a limb. I don't want to go on about it any further, though, because talking about someone having a bad week is not something I like to get too excited about. But it was at least nice to get one on the money after picking possibly the worst one of all time the week before. Yeah, gee, now, that was amazing. Bro, bro it, was a good, it was a nice comeback for me. Uh, <laughs> now, on the flip side, I decided to be horrible at picking a super team and picked TC, who scored a miserable 82.5. Yeah. He's also got some serious issues at running back with Montgomery gone for four to five weeks. Uh, lucky there's an IR spot there, ATC. Eh, and Joe Mixon uh, looking like he may miss a week too. Mike Williams also fell from grace real hard of 1.6 points. Cooks fell flat 7.2. Hawk was quiet again of 6.2. Just a lot of underperformers. I may as well point out again that I somehow got there as the super again. <laughs> Unbelievable week for Pete, Pete though. Uh, It took an enormous game from Eckler on Monday Night Football to catch you, so big shout-out to him. So we'll go on to this week's Super and Goober. Let's do it. Uh, And I always like to start positive, as you know. And I think you may have had a feeling that I like this guy's team when I talked about your matchup, Matty C. (laughs) So I'm going a one-and-three team in Jerry of the Gnomes. So no one can exactly... I am. So no one can exactly say that I'm going chalk here from, from a one and three team. I like his team and I like his matchups. Uh, the Giants don't scare me at all for Dak. Aaron Jones has this weird way of destroying teams after he's had an off week. So I expect a massive game out of him against the Bengals. Uh, Cord- Cordarrell or Corderell or however you pronounce it is obviously Cordarelli. in for some digression. 
uh, as he found a way to secure three touchdowns on a huge 23% snap count. That is absolutely nuts. But in saying that, the Falcons are going to do everything they can to get him involved. I Honestly, this is the uh, – when we were talking about Diggs, this is the guy I was, I was uh, thinking about that oh. I think is going to be in for some way better games. I honestly think Ridley, just like the boner I still have for him, is ready to explode. He's still getting so many targets that his lack of touchdowns just can't continue. Plus, Deontay is just a target machine, even if it's with a custard-arm quarterback. I'll say that my one worry is if Julio doesn't play, he's incredibly short at flex. So hopefully Julio plays or Jerry gets a decent waiver wire pickup. But apart from that, I see a bright week for Jerry. Well, fingers crossed he gets a nice star wave wire pickup because they're getting a bit tough. Um, and, and really, like we were saying last week, you know, maybe trades are the new wave wire and he might be able to strike up a little conversation with somebody, which would terrify me greatly. Because, uh, yep. you know, I'm looking at my matchup with Jerry too, thinking, I, I just don't know where I'm going to beat him. I just don't know where I'm going to beat him. So um, it'll be great to see the Gnomes come out and put up another good week. He had a great week three, he scored 136 points. So it'll be good to see him uh, bounce right back after the tough loss last week. Yeah, I just think he's another team like Mark that probably doesn't deserve to be one and three. I know he's had some off weeks, so it's I'm not yeah. basing it off the fact that his points total. I'm just basing it off what I see on his team. I think he's got a good team, so wouldn't be surprised to see him make a bit of a comeback this year. I hope so. Uh, and before right. we dive into the, the downside, I just wanted to say this because this is something that came up with a mate that I was talking to outside of our league. I fully expect the single game scoring record and the total season scoring record currently in the Astro League, to both fall this year. I, I absolutely expect that. We've seen a couple of teams really give that 150 a pretty regular push in a way that had never happened before and to have two teams score 160 in the same week. Just says to me that score of 170, pretty much flat. I, I think 170 is not out of reach now and, and it will probably go this year. What is the top score of all time? Uh, it's like 170.1 something. Okay. From the 2018 yeah, I, would, I would be surprised. I'd be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. If it fell. So I just want to say that one of these teams you're going to pick as a super, and I mean, that's the kind of score that you might be looking at for a super. So yeah. all of a sudden, I've gotten serious. Stop it, Matty. Okay, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> now we can go to the Goober to take it. Uh, <laughs> keep it serious. Uh, now the Goober, which everyone knows, I'm incredible at picking based off a of one week sample size. Now, this week, (laughs) I'm going back to last week's super pick, which shows how much one week can change the perception of players in fantasy football, and it's TC of the Scoresmongers. Baker is just so shit. He is just so, so shit. I honestly don't know how else to say it. I have been saying it every episode on this pod, it feels like, and he never seems to go close to proving me wrong. I really think TC needs to find an option. He just needs anyone else. I honestly believe that. His running back room is all of a sudden a mess. Like I mentioned with David Montgomery and Joe Mixon, Cook gets a really hard matchup against the Pats because Belichick always tries to take out your best option, and he's the only option, the draft deck. (laughs) Mike Williams gets a tough matchup against the Browns, who aren't giving up a lot of points. I think it's just going to be a rough one for TC this week. Yeah, I looked at his roster too and thought, man, if ever there was like a 50-point week in a team that isn't Adam, um, then it's TC this week. <laughs> so I'm yeah. just going to have a swipe at Adam every time I can. Um, <laughs> we'll just call it, we'll stop. It's not Goober anymore. It's just the Adam. Yeah. <laughs> he does have the lowest score of the year. So uh, it's, it, it's incumbent on somebody else to take that away from him. I'd be okay if no one else did. 
I'd, I'd live with that. <laughs> We're going to bag Adam, and he's going to be like seven and one, and he's going to have like the 12 highest score in the league. Yeah, probably. Motherfucker. He's pretty much having my year from last year, too, where all of a sudden, like even after the last week, I was still on the edge of playoff contention with just the worst team in history because people were just dropping dead in front of me and I was just stepping over their corpses. And that's essentially all Adam's doing. His team is, is a walking corpse. And the difference between him and his opponents is that he's still walking. So, yeah. It's, uh, I'm it's, pretty it's sure amazing. when I was 0-5 last year, I had more points than you. Yeah. <laughs> or it was, or, or at least when I was 2-5, and five, when I started to make my comeback, I think I had more points than you did in yeah. your entire percentage. <laughs> 100%. And there I was like, I ended up with eight wins last year in a 13-game season. And it's the only time an eight-win team hasn't made the playoffs in a 16 playoff yeah. over a 13. It's the only time because my team just didn't have the scoring. Anyway, enough yeah. from me about me. I can talk about me all the time. I like that. So we've got Jerry as a super. Go the gnomes, yep. just go easy on me, Jerry. I mean, <laughs> come on, mate. And then the goober, TC, I'm okay with that. I'm, I love it. I just love seeing the suffering get shared around. I also just wanted to point out, it wasn't. It, I definitely didn't hate on your team. And even though I picked him by 11, it was more to show, like me picking him as the uh, super, to show that it was purely based on his team why I picked that in your matchup. Yeah. You know, normally if you're picking a team to win by 11, you're normally sitting there thinking, oh, the other guy's team's shit. But I actually don't mind your team this week. Um, you know, you've you've done a trade and stuff like that. I actually thought your team looked pretty good. It was just purely because I thought Jerry got some great matchups and then his team just looked a bit better. Well, mate, I think that's a perfect um, segue to just quickly bring up the two trades that have happened since we last convened. I didn't mention any of these trades in the early week episode because one of them hadn't happened yet, but... I had a trade late last week with Kenny where I sent him Devin Singletary. He sent me Alan Robinson. That was pretty much on the back of neither of us said he was a sell, like a buy low candidate. Both of us kind of thought that. And and I mean, now I'm in the position where I've got what you had at the start of the year. I've got Tarnell Mooney and Alan Robinson. I can't start them both. Um, <laughs> so, so I don't know what I'm going to do there. But I felt like that was the right move for me to get rid of Devin Singletary, who I was never going to start and pick up a guy who at least – would be on the, in the conversation of me starting them. I felt like that was an improvement to me. And Kenny desperately needed a, a worthwhile something at running back. He's, he's hurting at running back a lot. So I think that was just another one of those where we were both happy with what we got, even though it's no one's excited about it. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I could see it. I mean, I personally wouldn't have been invested in Singletary just because I don't think he gets mm. enough of that weird sort of pie that, that the running backs get at the Bills because for some reason sometimes they just decide to pass all game or one of the running backs ends up a healthy scratch. <laughs> it's, it's a really yeah, weird situation. But is the running back at the goal line? And, you know, yeah, and sometimes exactly. neither of them. And then you get pilfered at the line by Josh Allen anyway. So I've never, if I was taking either of them, it would definitely be Zach Moss. But again, you know, it's a league where you need running back depth. Uh, and if you don't have it, you're going to struggle. You get one injury in your stuff. So, Devin Singletary in a 16-team league is very playable still. Yeah. Uh, so, I've got no issue with it. And then the mega trade that uh, Scuba and I have been talking about since that same day, and we've had this trade on ice since then. I've told nobody nothing, not even you, mate. And I tell you practically everything that happens in my fantasy life. Um, we've had this brewing depending on whether he could do a trade for a different running back in the background. So then I wasn't sending yeah. it to Carson. But and then I'd we like decided we'd wrap it I'd like to point out that uh, I was uh, actually tried to get roped into that one uh, by a certain uh, former champ of last year. 
And then he tried to sell me on it by saying, oh, how good would it be for the podcast? Uh, so <laughs> he basically uh, said it would be awesome for the podcast if I got involved in the, in the year's first uh, three-player trade. Uh, and uh, I, you know, decided to decline. Uh, but I thought I'd bring it up on the podcast anyway, uh, just for, for hilarity's sake. But um, yeah, he was trying to give Hopkins for uh, Gibson, and uh, I didn't quite see the value because I, I'm pretty happy with the three running backs I have, and I didn't want to leave myself open to lose one of them and be sitting there with one. So I didn't, yeah. didn't really think it made any sense for me to uh, offload one of my running backs for a receiver at the moment. Well, and look, I knew from both of you talking about it too. So Scuba was talking to me about talking to you. You were talking to me about talking to Scuba, and I was telling neither of you anything that I was talking to either of you. Uh, instead of hearing you guys come back to me complaining about each other, it was just delicious. <laughs> Can I just point out, though, that I knew something was up because I think I even said it to you because when I responded, you guys both said the exact same thing because I then told you and Mark what was going on with me and Steve and you guys nearly in unison both came back to me and said, oh, I'd totally do the trade because then you'd have Kyler and Hopkins and you'd have the stack and you both said it at the same time. I'm like, okay, something's up here. And then, of course, it was. But it was pretty I didn't think he was going to quote me verbatim. <laughs> he definitely did. It was brilliant. But look, let's get to the trade itself because what I've done yeah. is I've sent away Mike Evans, the newly acquired Alan Robinson and Chris Carson. And I've got back DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Boyd, Kenyon Drake and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So essentially, two guys I would have started in Alan Robinson, who I hadn't worked out a way to start yet, and I get back three guys I would start because I would start Tyler Boyd in my flex probably. So Kenyon Drake would be my bench fellow who I'd put in if everything else was on fire. But Hopkins and Edwards Alaire would go straight into the spots that Mike Evans and Chris Carson vacate. So for me, it was actually realizing I can't trade the same way you're trading this year. I just don't have the depth. And, and I, I need to have more guys who are capable of putting up a nice day who don't have the higher floor. I've got to go the other way. And I've got to – I'm trying my ass off to not sell Devante Adams to help diversify and find more assets that way. I still want to keep Devante Adams. So this was the closest thing I could do to try and diversify enough to try and give me just one more bullet, you know. No, it's smart. You you sell some assets to try and just gain one, but without giving up your big pieces. That's sort of the way I looked at it. So it's not completely dissimilar, yeah. but I understand what you're saying. Like it kind of, it can't just be like a dump of like two or three pretty decent players for like a superstar, sort of how I had ran it. And again, yeah. that, that doesn't work out for everyone. Like I've been pretty lucky with some of the waiver wire pickups that I've picked up and then come out and had an awesome game or had someone fall over in front of them and it's given them value to then be able yeah. to do that sort of stuff. So it's not like, you know, me and you have completely different plans. It's just it's just how it works sometimes in fantasy football. But I yeah. I would side you. I think the, the, the player that sort of swings, whether it's going to go in your favour or Stevens, is I think Tyler Boyd. Just purely because... I think at the moment without Higgins, he's getting a lot more work. And if yeah. Higgins stays out a bit longer or Chase falls or something like that, I think Tyler Boyd's going to be the piece that really drives it for you. Uh, but if Higgins comes in and it's sort of that three-player stack again, Boyd always seemed to be at the end of it when it's all three. Um, so that'll be your only issue if that happens. But again, like NFL injuries happen all the time. Higgins still hasn't come back. So... 
you know, I could actually see that being a really good piece for you. Hopkins was a buy low to me, like to even be involved. He wouldn't even be involved in this sort of trade normally. Um, so yeah, the agree. fact that you've got him on a buy low, I believe, uh, was pretty smart because I don't see, you know, the scores for him. He's, his touchdowns are going to come back for sure. It's a high-powered offense. It's just been spread a bit uh, more than you'd think at the moment. Uh, and Clyde could easily could be better than Carson. I, I'll, right now, I'd have Carson still ahead just because, yeah, uh, you know, Carson had one bad game. I, I don't think that's, you know, going to continue. Uh, but Clyde, could, Clyde has the ability to hit a ceiling. So just on that uh, Kansas City team. So I would slightly side you. Uh, again, though, nice, like man. let's say Alan Robinson comes back from his funk and he's awesome, then all of a sudden you're probably side with Steven. So it really is a close trade. Uh, I like it for both years. These are both probably teams that wanted to change things up and shake it up a bit. Uh, so yeah. I'm completely fine with it. I don't really but think anyone between us, man. <laughs> we don't have a lot to lose. We've got two yeah. wins between us. And I said to Steve, and this is something that I said to Pete last year at the same time I was doing the Kittle, for, um, Kittle and Mixon for um, – Saquon and, oh, shit, someone else, Golladay, I think it was. I said to him, um, man, I feel really nervous. I feel really nervous. So I should probably do the trade. And, and I said the same thing to Steve about this. I said, man, I just don't even know. Like, I just feel nervous about it. So it's probably a good sign it's really close. And, and fuck it. You know, I'm one and three. Why not? <laughs> so- I think- I think that's where – that's the words that get said before an accept button nearly 99% of the time is fuck it. <laughs> you know, if someone's offered you something and you just think about it, you do the pros and cons, and in the end it just becomes about ah, fuck it. Let's just get it done. <laughs> I, I enjoy the chaos. <laughs> All right, man. I think this is a good time to uh, bring in the mailbag. Uh, let me throw it a drop right now. Where's the mailman? Need some advice? You know that the question's going to be like, what colour is a football? Who has the mail? You got another one in there? You still got one more in the big yep. old Philip Rivers sack? Thanks to your questions at Astro League Podcast. So we, <laughs> so we have a drop for that. And with thanks to your mail at uh, all those places, uh, especially through the email, uh, I've actually got one from a guy who I know has been talking to you in the background, my mate Manjot. The man, Jot, the myth, the legend from at Pastry Press NFL. Are you excited to be hearing from this guy? I know he's been talking to you. For sure, mate. He actually asked me a couple of questions over the weekend. Uh, we were able to talk about it. Uh, I sh- sort of showed him some of the trades I did in this league because I yeah. showed him what my t- team looked like now. And he, uh, for, I think he thought I was in an eight-team league or something when I showed him my team. And then when I, 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 I just sort of talked through how I began with that, uh, and sort of how I flipped players to turn them into to credible starters and stuff like that. Uh, and then so he decided just to ask me a couple of questions about some guys. I think he asked me one about Tory Kill, uh, about because I think he was sitting a wide receiver 15, but I was pretty uh, boisterous last week that he was a definite buy low or buy whatever you consider him a 15 candidate uh, because he <laughs> look what he just did. Like he just can destroy teams and win your week. So. I was basically telling him to calm down on him. Don't put him in any offers. So, you know, it's been good. Oh, and like I said, doing this podcast gets you to talk to people like that. Like I never would have got to, you know, have chats and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to hearing what this question is. Ah, well, it's uh, even better than that. So uh, not even really a question this time. It's just a piece of listener mail and a bit of gratitude being the right attitude. He says, um, hey, fellas, thanks for helping me keep my cool. I was getting nervous and I was on the edge of trading Tariq Hill, but you made me <laughs> rational again. 
And I smashed Maddie in a fantasy matchup as proof. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the great advice. So that, that one's actually a love letter to you, Tay. And I recommend anybody <laughs> who's into their NFL content, just go and check him out. He's a pastry press NFL on the Instagram. And like he provides a nice analysis, a bit of a 49ers slant, if you can put up with that. But um, hey, he's quite funny. So yeah, it's the man, the myth, the legend. Pastry press. Yeah, I follow him and he put up a big thing about every uh, team he was tipping in the round. And then I, I basically agree with everything except for four. Uh, and then I just said, I'm gonna, so I thought these four were going to win. And I think that started us having to chat as well, yeah. uh, you know. And then I think we went two and two anyway on those four. So we end up the exact same right over yeah, the whole cool. round anyway. So, yeah, it was cool just to have a chat. You know, differing opinions in either fantasy or just general NFL. It's what makes it fun. So. Oh, yeah, it was good. Honestly, bringing people together. Look at that. That's it. <laughs> okay, now a legitimate question at Las Vegas Vibe Raiders. <laughs> oh, if this is about Josh Jacobs again, oh, oh I don't know. <laughs> Hang on. At, and these are all capitalized in between Las Vegas Vibe Raiders. R A T E R S. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. All right, cool, cool. I'm fairly new at fantasy. But I'm here for the full experience. I've been blindly offering trades in my league and getting little more than cold rejection. What's the best way to approach softening up a trade talk? Man, you're the best guy to talk to about this. You've been doing trade talks with everybody on earth. What's your advice to Las Vegas Vibe Raiders? Yeah, look, I think just start to be a bit more personable in your league. So obviously in this situation, I don't know how Harry knows the people and stuff like that. Yeah. I can use my example because I don't actually know a lot of the people in our league personally. Like I've heard them on the podcast and stuff now. Just start reaching out to them. Um, a lot of my trades I've done this year is from just sort of getting knowledge from people. So like I reached out to Tim. I'll just use this as an exa- example. And yeah. I just sort of floated a couple of ideas to him. It was nothing like, you know, sometimes you float an idea. You don't want to make it a really shit trade because then no one comes back to you. Yeah. But even if it's one that you feel like maybe slightly in your favor and then you can at least talk through it with the person, uh, I was able to sort of gain some info from him that he was really keen. He just needed an extra running back. He didn't almost really care. He just wanted two startable running backs. Uh, and then I was able to sort of use that information later when I was able to say, all right, well, if I can get Gus Edwards off uh, Seahorse, could I pair him with uh, Damien Harris and get Derrick Henry off you? And he straight away said yes. So getting that info, even though it wasn't even really from a trade offer, it was just sort of spitballing with him, um, sort of gained that info. Um, but that, I mean, that was more to try and help me get you know, a pretty big deal done. You don't even have to go to those those extents. You just, I don't know, like take a look, offer some ones that, you know, you might be a bit higher on on someone than someone else is. Maybe even ask the person about it, you know, how high they are. on. A lot of times I'll just reach out and say, uh, you know, you got Damian Harris there. How do you feel about him? Is there anyone on my team? Like we'll almost let them do the offer first. Like, is there ah. anyone on my team that you would take for Damian Harris? So then that gets them them looking. Um, I personally don't like to be the one that offers first. I would rather them be the one that offers first because then I can sort of re – I can do the offer again. Um, I've always thought that you'd never want to be the one accepting the last offer. You want to be the one giving uh, because <laughs> if you're the one accepting, then you're probably, you know – taking it's not a slight loss thing but if you're if you're the one sort of it's kind of like countering like if you're the one doing the last counter 
then you're probably getting the deal that you like the most. So again, that's probably more the salesman side of it. But in terms of just getting more like trades going and people not just rejecting you straight away, reach out to them on Messenger. Be a bit more personable because if they just see some random guy trying to skid take someone off them, they're probably not going to um, be as you know receptive to it. Whereas if you actually start reaching out to them, maybe even ask them like more about them. Like even don't even bring it up just fantasy. Just actually try and make a mate out of it uh, before you even start talking directly into a trade. You know, ask them how their family is and stuff. Like actually, you know, be genuine with them and then uh, yeah. just get to know them a bit more and then maybe the the trades between you guys will be a bit more free-flowing and they won't just reject it. They might even tell you why they rejected it. So you can use all that information to you. To you. So sorry I went on a bit of a tangent there, but that's sort no, of a lot of different advice. things that goes through my head. So um, not of all of it's useful, but, you know, take some of it for, for whatever you want. And I think my only advice here just to uh, our friend is just to say that, you know, I've, I've been at this for quite a while too and I've definitely done the full evolution of the trader to be like, I don't trade much because it's very risky then to being like, oh, I've done a couple of trades. Now I love trades. I'm really addicted to trades. Now I need to win every trade. And now, now I don't need to win every trade. And now I don't even trade all that much. And I've kind of done all of that. Um, and I'm kind of at the stage now where if I'm trading with somebody, it's generally to reach out to say, hey, where do you think your team could be better? And, and ask a nice open question like that. Where even asking a, a, a opposing player in your team just to like list in an order of how important they think they are to their team, their wide receivers or their, their running backs, and then just see if there's a value in misalignment there where maybe they just don't like a player as much as you might like them. And, and then you can start the negotiation from there to say, well, you know, I actually like this guy. And if he's not all that important to you, I'll give him a home. What, what you like on my team? And just it'd be more chatty. I think the big advantage we've got in the Astros, like you said, is that we're a really old league. Very few people have been in the league for less than six years. There's really only two guys who've been in the league, the newest guys. It's their fourth season. So we all just know each other, which is so beneficial. And a lot of guys don't. Like, he doesn't say he could, he's fairly new to fantasy. There's a great chance he's just in a public league and he's just been thrown together with people he doesn't know. But there's still a great chance just to strike up conversation. Hey, I'm this dude. I'm from this town. Where are you from? And just turn it into a conversation between people who play fantasy. Why not? Um, so I think that's probably about the only advice I can give that's credible. <laughs> and don't, don't offer ridiculously shit trades because that's just going to get out and my people aren't going to respect you and want to listen to you anymore. And two, I wouldn't suggest this all the time, but feel like even if you want to take a slight loss in the trade, like even just to sort of, you know, you might just think someone's a bit better than anyone else does. Uh, and then you're worried, you're going, oh, ADP says that I shouldn't do this trade. If it's close, just do it anyway. Like, just do something a bit different. And then people in the league might even say, oh, well, well the guy's reasonable. He's not just doing trades where he's trying to destroy people. So, yeah. you know, it's yeah. just there's a lot of different ways of doing it. I, like, don't take a ridiculous shit off. That's not what I'm trying to say. But, you know, just, just be, you know, I don't know, a, a good fantasy player, um, who respects the league, I guess is the way I'd say, and just reach out to people on Messenger and have a bit of a chat with them because people often like to do deals with if they know that they're having a bit of a banter with them. Oh, yeah. Don't try and win every trade. Oh, I've definitely been through that part of the evolution and I look back at that guy and I think, oh, I'm kind of glad that I haven't completely alienated the entire market I still need to trade with now all these years on because uh, I was a little obnoxious there. So just, just trying to avoid being that guy. 
And look, a, a lot of people may quickly say that a lot, like I've sort of done that this year. That was just purely a plan that I had in my head. And I also came up with plans in my head to help other teams. Like that, that's yeah. sort of what I'm doing. People might look at the trades and go, oh, oh, Taylor's, because Taylor's team's better now, it means I destroyed the other team on the trade. That doesn't actually mean that that's what's happened. It just looks like that because people are only focusing on one side because I've done 10 trades or whatever it is in the league. Uh, So people are only focusing on that, whereas they're not actually seeing that a lot of these players are actually getting some very good players in return. Uh, And you even mentioned one of them was a fantastic trade. I probably even took a slight loss. And a lot of these trade analyzers are actually saying that I slightly lost as well. So... Um, just because one guy's making his team better, like like the plan I had, doesn't always just mean that he's destroying everyone else in trades. So I just want to put that out there because for some reason I feel like everyone's going to go nuts on me and my messenger group saying that I'm that I'm preaching to not be, a, you know, a, to win every trade and then I've just gone ahead and done it. No, I think you can be aggressive in a trade and try and get what you want without it being about winning the trade. And I think yeah, there's a balance to be had there. Um but hey, look, hopefully that'll help our, our mate who's, it sounds like he's fairly new and may just be in a league full of strangers and, and just kind of hasn't found a, a, a group to play with yet who you can get to know better. And I think that's hugely important. We're just very lucky that so much of our team has been like our, our it's probably a good way to put it, our league. Our team has been together so long um, and so many people know each other so well. I mean, gosh, I took up playing with the Astros in 2006. So some of these guys I've known 15 years, you know, it's um, and you can't, get that overnight with people who you've only just met. So so sometimes you've got to Absolutely. put the work in. Absolutely, mate. Mate, I can't believe we've done it. At the end of another show. Thank you so much, man. This has been terrific. Thanks again, mate. Favourite part of the week outside of winning, like I mentioned last week. But uh, <laughs> it's I uh, love, love getting on here and having a chat. Um, absolutely love the league and, you know, the everyone – yeah, the banter and is is not gone away, and everyone's so engaged, and uh, it's just gone from strength to strength this league. So I'm loving it, and bring on week five. Oh mate, I might have to uh, just get a bit of lose yourself beneath us and fade that out as we finish the show after your <laughs> epic effort today. So thank you for bringing that to us. We are all better for having you. No worries, mate. Good luck in Hooroo. week five, brother. Hooroo. Hooroo. Hey, this is Adam for the Queensland football team. Looking for an actual challenge this year. Be funny if I didn't make finals. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. Well, that's it. There ain't no more, and I'm not going to take up any more of your time. What I am going to do, though, is quickly parachute in here and say, because of the uncertainty now around TC starting running backs with Joe Mixon and what we know about David Montgomery, my pick in that matchup is changing from TC Squazmungus to Mark's Myalina Dolthers. He is going to go out to two and three. All right, I'm going to get out of here. My name is Matty C. I'm the host of the show. You can find us on Facebook and you can find us on Instagram at Astro League Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Astro League Pod. And do not forget to send through more listener mail like those two great pieces of mail we got today at Astro League Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll catch you all with the early week show next week. Hooroo! Play. Play it. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League specific news, information, and stats with your obnoxious commissioner, Maddie C.